Well, hello, hello, and welcome back, everyone. You are here with Joy, the Detox Coach on Ask Joy, the Detox Coach, and today is a special edition. We are doing a special Supercharger, Superhuman edition, and it's specifically focused on supercharging your marriage. So this is one of my favorite topics to talk about, Um, although I don't talk about it much because our business mainly focuses on helping to reverse, retrain, rebuild the body and mind and emotions. Uh, It's still near and dear to my heart because of the fact that there's a high divorce rate and there's a lot of people who want to be in a loving, romantic and healthy relationship and they just don't know where to start. And that's how it is. Uh, That's the world we're living in today. So where do you go? Which books do you read? Who do you ask? And so we're basically on here on this beautiful Sunday to talk a little bit about marriage. And we're going to do it in such a fun way. This will not be boring. If I can promise you one thing, this will not be boring. As we talk about marriage, since we've been married for 20 years and a few months, (laughs) 20 years and a few months. So first and foremost, before we get started, let me introduce my husband, my husband, my husband, my husband. I'm so happy. I rarely do any type of webinars or live streams with you. So I think this is the first time people get to meet my man. So hello, hello, Sarge. Hey, how are you? I'm good. We're all good. We're all supercharged on this Sunday. So this is kind of how the game works. And and for everyone listening, just know that I didn't tell him, I didn't give him any rules. I didn't tell him how this is going to go and flow. So this is all, this is brand new to him too. And I like it like that because I really don't like people to, I really don't like people to kind of already start thinking about their answers. And I, I don't like things to be phony. I like for people to answer on the fly. And so that's what we're going to do. So the first thing I think that it's only fair to have people do is let's take it back to the beginning. I'm not going to do our whole story on how we met first date. I'm not going to do that on this particular one. Um, However, in the future, I'll do do that on a podcast because it's very interesting. But today, uh, let's talk about when we were getting marriage counseling and the marriage counselor, the priest told you that I was not marriage material. Like when he straight up after weeks of seeing him, he looked over at you and he said, you're ready for marriage, but she is not ready for marriage. How did you make me, how did that make you feel? I hear a lot of background noise. It sounds like paper or something. Um, but anyway, how did that make you feel when the pastor literally is telling you the, the, the woman that you asked to spend the rest of your life with, when he told you that he didn't feel that I was ready? Well, I mean, it, for me, it was uh, new because normally uh, they just want to tell you exactly what you want to hear. So by him being honest and just saying, you know, definitely you're not ready, uh, but you're ready, uh, which is myself. It, 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 I knew that, you know, from there, it was going to be maybe a little bit of a challenge, uh, which, you know, what he said was somewhat true. But I think that I was mature enough to understand, you know, kind of what I was getting into um, at that time. So 
which is important from that aspect because if the man don't know and the woman don't know, then it, it's in for disaster. If the man don't know and the woman knows, it's in for disaster. And, and obviously, because if the male is supposed to be the head of the household, then by golly, he better know. <laughs> so basically you were him telling you that at least prepared you that maybe I had some more maturing to do and so you were willing to ride it out with me until I became the perfect manifestation of a wife that I am today <laughs> yeah well I'm glad I, yeah, you laugh. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that is <laughs> definitely cracking you up because it's it it's, it's taken you know 20 plus years to actually even oh come God. remotely close so oh my but God. i did okay but, but here's okay. the thing i did know you know what i was getting into i i knew that you were younger that you didn't have anywhere near the experiences that i had and um, so I was, you know, ready to take on that responsibility. And I do use responsibility purposely because of the fact that it is a responsibility as a, uh, going to be the head of the household. So you were ready for the challenge. It was the challenge. Be, be honest. That's what motivated you, the challenge. You know what? You can do far better things uh, than to take on that challenge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, easier oh yeah it's huh? easier challenges <laughs> than that okay um well do you remember what our first argument was about oh i do remember the first argument <laughs> the first <laughs> argument was about um i had taken you out to dinner and we came yep. home with you know leftovers and so the next day, yep. um, I ate your leftovers. <laughs> and um, it was this big explosion of, of <laughs> why you eat my leftovers, <laughs> which I definitely didn't understand that because in my household growing up, if you left it in the refrigerator, it was communal and therefore what is in that refrigerator is whoever gets to it first. It was you fair game, huh? It. Yeah. Yeah. So our first argument was over food, and I was serious. He actually called his mom after that argument, and he was like, could this chick really be serious, like, getting this angry over me eating her leftovers? Because I grew up in a household where whoever put it in there, that's who it belongs to, and that is who enjoys it all the way down to the last bite i don't care if they ate it three days later which um you know by that time when likely it needs to be it needs to be thrown out but the bottom line is um yeah we we had our first argument over leftovers because he ate my leftovers without asking me and i was livid so the good thing is you move past this stuff in marriage and i think you learn a lot about you learn a lot about one another and some of the things later on you'll laugh about, like we'll laugh at that now because it's not that serious to me anymore. And we have a rule called the scale of one to 10. So that means if something, if we're going to discuss something, I ask 
what is this on a scale of one to 10 to you? Is this a 10? Is this a three? If it's a 10, then that means I need to put my phone down and I, I need to pay attention to what he's talking about. If it's a 10, that means that that is very, very important to that. Why you want to ask what it is to each party involved is because what if something was a 10 to me, like eating leftovers, but it was only a three to him. So if I tell him about it now, he's like, okay, cool. I won't do it anymore. It's not that big of a deal to me. Whereas in my world, it was a very big deal. And so you explain that to the other person and now they know. So because sometimes when you experience a person being a 10 and it's something that's a three to you, you just think that person's crazy. You're like, why are they making such a big deal about something so small? But it could be um, something on the flip side that's a 10 to him and it's only a three to me so it's like hey we don't even need to argue about this we don't need to disagree about this because it's not even that important to me so okay cool you you can have it or you can paint the wall that color it's not a big deal to me so that's the biggest thing so what i'm going to do now honey is i'm going to um ask a question do not answer it right away because we're going to see if we both agree on this particular topic so i'll ask the question and give you a second to think about it and then I'll count to three, and then we're going to both yell out our answer at the same time. So this is a yes-no answer. And so the question is, can people be in a relationship if one person drinks? These are questions that we got in, guys. So if you have questions for us, we're going to, I think we're going to do this again next Sunday. Kind of like our little Sunday marriage Bible study <laughs> or marriage study or marriage. I don't know. I'll give it a cool name. But right now we're just doing it for fun. Um, but this is, we had some people uh, email, message us some questions. And so I want to know, can a person be in a relationship where one person in the relationship smokes and drinks and the other person does not? One person in the relationship smokes and drinks regularly, not just socially, every blue moon. They do it regularly and the other person does not. Will that work? Uh, will both? Say what we believe on that on three. One, two, yes. three. No. Okay. So next time, say it with me, babe. <laughs> so I can make sure you're not cheating to see what I'm, I'm going to say. No, I'm just kidding. So first, tell me why you say yes. Why do you think that that's that's well, that work? I, I, I definitely believe. Okay. So the question was, can it work? And the answer can it be a successful, healthy relationship? Yeah, yeah. it can. Because, again, that doesn't dictate okay. the emotional or connection that, you know, people have. That's Those are just habits that people have. So, therefore, habits can either be broken or they can be continued. So, can a relationship work? Absolutely. I believe that it can definitely work. Um, if the other person began to feel a certain way, because again, it, you know, like when you get into a relationship, you accept all those little nuances that they are doing up front. Now, if the question was was different, such as, okay, we were five years in the marriage and then he started smoking and drinking and he never did that before or she never did that before then I don't think that it can work because, again, they didn't grow together. Okay, that makes sense. I get where you're going with that. I get what you're, where you're going. You're like, if you got into a relationship knowing that that person did that anyway, then 
you knew what you were getting into. Now, the reason why I say that that's not going to work is because the problem with a lot of people, because I, I like that you mentioned the word emotion, but the problem with a lot of people is they don't express that emotion. What do they do instead? They suppress that emotion. So if they, if they had that guy, let's say it was a, a, the woman did not smoke and, and the guy did. And let's say that he had all the other attributes that she loved. She loved how he looked. She loved how he dressed. She loved how he smelled. She loved his, um, you know, his ambitions in life and dreams, visions, goals. She loved everything about him, his personality, except the fact that he smoke he, he you know engaged in smoking and drinking regularly then i believe that if and again i do believe it goes into the scale of one to ten how big of a deal it is to her but if it annoys her and if it even if it does it every time that he does it where it's not a 10 but it just kind of stings like a bee sting it stings her every time and Either she says something about it, so now she's kind of nagging him, or she ignores it and she just suppresses that emotion. I believe it will turn into a bigger problem later that they can't put their finger on. They can't put their finger on exactly what the problem or cause is, but it was something that blew up in a, a bigger problem later. So you guys heard both of our opinions on that. Uh, drinking and smoking, my husband says it could still work and be a healthy relationship. I say that I believe it'll cause a bigger problem down the road. All right, so here's the next question. And this is a personal question between just between you and I, babe. So we're going to say Sarge or Joy when I count to three. But the question is, who needs more free time or alone time? Sarge or Joy? One, two, Sarge. three. Joy. Oh, my God. Okay, this is crazy because we literally haven't agreed on anything <laughs> Okay, why do you say that you are the one that needs more free time and time? Well, obviously, again, this perspective on what you're talking about alone time. Um, I'm looking at, you know, the amount of time I spend out doing the different things that I do outside of the home. Uh, and when I come home, I need that alone time to decompress uh, a lot. So, therefore, that's my perspective. Um, and whereas you're at okay. home all the time. So, so my thinking is you're at home all the time. So therefore you get all of the alone time that you Okay. Need. Okay. So I, exactly. That's true. So I'm at home more than you are. Um, so with that being the case, I agree with you that I get it. So that's what I was, that, that's what my next question was going to be. Who gets the most alone time? Mm-hmm. You. And that's me, you. right? Okay, so I get the most. So that's why I said that's why I need it. But I get what you're saying. You're saying you need it because you don't get mm -hmm. as much. Okay. So I think we kind of agree on that. But we were just thinking about it differently. Mm -hmm. All right. So the next question that came in is, do you, and remember, don't answer until I count to three. Do you believe that people can maintain a healthy relationship that is long distance? Do you believe that people can maintain a healthy long distance relationship? And that's just a yes or no question. One, two, no. three. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we both said we both said the same thing on that. And it was like definitively. Okay, why do you say no? Well, I mean 
for from the man's point of view, there's uh, intrinsic needs that we we just need. Um, it, it's kind of like how young men um, that grows up with their moms, in, in most cases, uh, they need their mom's uh, affection. Okay. Are you talking a- affection, about oh, okay. A- okay. affection, you know, love and affection. Okay. And so when you're in a relationship, you desire that. And then when you're much is important to, to the man. So for being at long distance, you know, several months or several weeks, it, it's tough. It's tough. And therefore, uh, as a man, you're going to seek it somewhere. Even temporarily. Sex. Not, sex. It don't have to be sex. It don't have to be sex. Be, you know, I just want to be. Sex, sex or, or affection. affection. Yeah. Sex just, or affection. I just want to okay. be with a chick. Okay. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. And and I think my reasoning is a little bit different. I just believe that, um, I believe that you're really missing out on the important components of a relationship when you're trying to maintain that relationship long distance. And is it fair to either of you? And so I do believe that if it's an emergency situation and you're forced into it, then you'll make it work because actually we had to do that when you were on your tour in Iraq. Then I had to learn how to be, we both had to learn how to maintain a healthy marriage while we were in that position. And it was an emergency situation. It was, there was nothing we could do about it. And so we had to make it work. Um, I also think another situation is that, that is a possibility is if it was a life-threatening situation and somebody was in another country or place and they had to stay there for medical re- reasons another person was here and in, in the u.s and for whatever reason it just was prolonged maybe that person was in a coma or whatever and so therefore it's it's like this emergency situation that you are forced to deal with but just a casual i'm going to work in this place and this person had a got she was uh has a position in that place or doesn't want to leave her job and so we're just going to stay separated that person is in school and we're going to stay separated for a year or two years or three years uh because of job or school something that you have the power to change it would it be inconvenient to change it yes maybe but you have the power to change it i think that's different i think that's you're you're asking for unnecessary problems and like I mentioned, there's components of a relationship that you want to cultivate that you're not able to cultivate because that person is gone. Can people make it work in situations where it's by choice and not an emergency? Absolutely. There's a few. I, I think there's a small percentage that can make it work, but I just don't think it's optimal. So being able to make something work and it being optimal is two different But see, that, that brings up another portion of, of that. And that is the fact that um, can they make it work? Yeah, absolutely. But see, here's where the problem lies, is that when they finally come together where they're in the same household, in the same state, at the exact same time, for a period of time, they finally were connected, it's nuances and issues that arise because I really didn't know you. 
You and and mm. that's the thing because mm. again, certain pet peeves begin to, to happen. Well, he leaves his clothes on the floor in the bathroom. You know, well, she didn't see that when he was doing that, you know, on her own. That's really good because I was listening uh, to an interview with the rapper Nelly before, and he mentioned uh, how hard it is being in long distance relationships, having to travel a lot and leave his significant other. And he was just saying that the things that people find out about one another in a regular relationship they find those things out within possibly two, three, or four weeks because they're spending more time together where in in relationships that he's in, he may not find out some of those things till three, four, or five months later. So that, that's actually a really good point. So that leads us to the last question. And this is a, this is a question on my scale of one to 10. Don't answer it until I count. How important is physical appearance in a relationship? How important is physical appearance in a relationship on a scale of one to 10? 10 being very, very important. One being not very important. Uh, one, two, nine. three. 10. Nine. <laughs> okay, tell me why you said nine. And I'll well, I say nine because again, um, it, it doesn't have to be perfection. Um, again, you're going to have those off days uh, where, you know, just situations come up and that's okay. On a continuous basis is no way. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's the problem on a continuous basis? Do you feel like that person is just kind of letting themselves Absolutely. go if they do it? Absolutely. Yeah, basis? they definitely letting themselves okay. go. <laughs> okay so the reason why i say 10 i don't want to sound all superficial because that's, that's that do i sound superficial <laughs> okay the reason why i want that i said 10 is because i feel like when you look good you feel good when you look good you feel good and feelings are everything how you feel is the foundation of every aspect of your life it's an aspect of your um your habits it's an aspect of your personality it's an aspect of what you manifest into your life so how you feel is very very important and there's actually been lots of studies that show that there's a connection to how you feel and uh how you look so with that being the case i believe that appearance is important not i mean I believe when you take care of yourself, you're automatically, you're going to respect yourself more and your spouse is going to respect you more. You're going to feel more sexy and your spouse is going to see you as more sexy. You're going to feel more self-love and your spouse is going to be attracted to you more. So it's, there's so many benefits. And so I think appearance is very, very important to make sure that it just remains a priority. Because I think sometimes people feel like they get a pass when they get married that it doesn't have to be important anymore. They feel like they get a pass if they've been married for a long time, that it shouldn't be prioritized anymore. They feel like, well, you know, he should just love me for me. You hear people say stuff like that. And no doubt, no doubt, nobody's saying that they should love you for your appearance. But don't let that go for basically reasons of just being lazy or not prioritizing it because you consider it non-important. Like, 
keep always keep it a high, high, high priority. It will make you feel good. I just want to touch basis on that. See, because you know, from the male standpoint, and and I, I want to say this, and and there are probably some exceptions to the rule of guys, uh, and that is, we we are the type that what we see is what we mm-hmm. like, you know, like, okay, well, we're right. not emotion. Yes, we'll get a little bit of emotion, but it's what we see. So when you're- You're very visual. Yeah, when when our significant other, when we was probably, if we met them in a club, like we did, if we met them out, you know, they're looking their best at that particular time. Yeah, that's a good and point. Good for point. the most part, for the most part, they're looking their best. And therefore, you go through years of this, and and some of them, you know, argue that, you know, well, I have babies and those type of things, you know, so my body's out of shape and all of that. Well, hey, we need to work together to get it back because <laughs> since men are visual, we're going to look, we're going to look. Yeah. And, and, and I just want to say this to ladies. I mean, any guy that say that he's not taking a peek or look, then already you got a problem. And it's not a, a people or look in order to be enticed by this other person, but it's just this visual thing. Like if I if yeah. I see something pretty, a pretty like women, if they see a pretty rose, they oh that is a pretty. They see a pretty baby, oh that baby's pretty. Whereas in a man's case, if we see a nice car. <laughs> that mug is tight and if we see a <laughs> nice lady who's physically fit good body we're gonna look you know so okay. so that's the thing you know and that's something that you know in a relationship that you have to work out because it's not about you know that you are cheating because again as as believers as christians you know it, it in the bible it talks about you know if you lust you know with your eyes then you've already committed adultery and that's absolutely correct absolutely correct and i agree but it happens every single day and it's not if we can learn to not hide from our sinful nature and begin to address it and we begin to you know our spouses our wife um continues to work on herself to not only be happy with her visual appearance herself, but to do it unto unto the Lord and unto her husband. And it's the same. I'm going to flip it over to the other side as well. You know, men, you don't want to get out of shape either. You know, you were looking, you know, nice in the suit or nice that night that she met you. So therefore, you want to take care of yourself as well. So it's important on both sides. And, you know, just so that one another is craving one another. And in the 20 year, 20 plus years that uh, you and I have been married, I, I'm more attracted to you now than ever. So it's, it, it, and that's because as your beauty is aging, um, to its perfection, you know, so that's in 
whether it's in personality and looks. So that's what it's all about. I, you know, and I truly believe that that's what helps a marriage work when it comes from appearance because appearance is everything. Remember, in the first three seconds that you go into an interview, you've already been judged, you know? Well, let me just chime in really quickly and make a quick statement to piggyback on something that you mentioned regarding um, just kind of looking and it being a sin. And just to clear that up so that I, I really want to put it out there so there's no confusion. I honestly, honestly believe, this is my belief. I believe that when you look and you're enjoying the beauty, it's just like looking at the beauty of a painting because I enjoy beautiful things. I love beautiful bodies. I love beautiful paintings. I love everything beautiful in nature. I love beauty. So since I love beauty, then it's not a sin to look. It's not a sin to look. It's a sin to lust. That means you want that person in bed. That means you are thinking about having sex, wanting to make love to that person. That's completely different than admiring somebody's mm -hmm. beauty. So I just mm -hmm. wanted to clear that up Absolutely. so nobody ever felt shame over looking at, at beauty because I know since I admire so much beauty, I point it out all the time. I'm like, oh, look at that. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? And there's no shame to that, whether it's a bird, a painting, or a body. Mm -hmm. All right? So that's really it, guys. Thank you so much for joining me, Sarge. Mm -hmm. Thank you all for as to joining us on Ask Joy the Detox Coach. If you have any questions that you want us to answer next Sunday on Supercharger Marriage with Sergeant Joy, then just go ahead and message me and I'll make sure that I'm able to answer as many of the questions that I get. You see the format that we have, very, very, very authentic to the point from our hearts and from our experience. So um, giving it to you real, spread the love, spread the message. There's a lot of people who are considering marriage or dating or divorce, and they want to hear real people talk about real marriages. And that's all we're doing is just giving you our own experience. Anything you want to say last words? No, I mean, this is an awesome experience. And, and in most of our communities, uh, you know, it's broken down relationships. We've seen them yeah. all day, every day. So therefore, yeah. this is a breath of fresh air that people can actually, you know, take a nugget or two and and, and learn a few things. Because again, um, as we continue these, they're going to get, you know, very insightful to help you in your marriage or, you know, being with that knucklehead for the seven years and he hadn't asked you to marry him. So right. those type of That's things. That's another topic. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and, and it's probably one of the ones that we, I you know, I know that I get the most questions about, um, you know, from yeah. women. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's going to be great. So I'm telling you, people just, you just need to tune in and, you know, yeah. and get the knowledge and just maybe, you know, it'll help you. And maybe something we said will help somebody else that you know. So I, I'm All just right. thanking you. All right. All right. Until next time, guys, R3 for life. What does that mean? Reverse, retrain, rebuild your body, your mind, your marriage.